Okay, JT. We're back. We are. Has it been a week or 400 nights? Yes. It's been yeah. both those things. We can keep that gag going for a while, right? I think we have like a perpetual license on that gag right now. I think that's a forever good gag. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's not the best bit, but you know. It's not the it's best, enjoyable. but you know what? You know what, Jeremy? It's ours. So how are you now, Jer? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm I'm a little bummed. We think I think we got a re- week of rain ahead, so mm. that's a that's a bit of a bummer at this time of year with everybody home and whatnot. But um, had some great stuff going on at work right now. Um, playing some games with the kids, doing some projects, feeling good. You? How's your How's your trampoline? It's uh, it's bouncy. We are yeah. we are having fun. I bought this. Um, probably really janky add-on for it but again with the aforementioned rain can't try it out but it's a sprinkler thing that according to amazon reviews will either be the best thing ever or will last approximately 7.2 seconds and fall apart in my hands i feel like amazon should just move to a one star five star rating because that's all anybody really wants to get that's all anybody wants to hear yeah for sure there's no there's no value in between it's like uber also it's like if you're below a four something you you might as well just like get out of the lock (laughs) yeah yeah if you like if that's such a good litmus test for like how you are as a person like if you fall below a four on uber you're trash (laughs) like like there's just no unless you've had like one ride and it wasn't your fault but there's zero reason to ever be below a four is if you're just like a moderately okay human I think that's about right. Although I will, I will say that there was a moment where mine slipped from like a four nine to all of a sudden like a four two, and I figured it out. It was that I had only taken one ride, and it was when we were in Mexico City with the kids on what ended up being an hour and forty minute drive through massive traffic with very cranky kids. Oh, and right. uh, I, look, I can't prove that it was that drive, but I don't blame that driver. I'll just say it that way. Yeah, that's fair. I think I've always, I've never gotten below a four eight. I don't think. Like, I think maybe I hovered around four eight, at like four seven <laughs> something at one point. But well, no, it's fun. Is I just switched to Lyft, and for Lyft, like, because I've always been an Uber guy, but like I moved, and now I'm a Lyft guy. And Lyft, I'm I'm the band because there's no, there's no like five point oh, there's no twenty something year old JT in in that Lyft. Like now it's like quasi adult JT, so it, it's a much better rating. <laughs> emphasis on the quasi but yeah that's about right yeah yeah i mean it's like uh you know it's it's moderately better it's definitely better probably not great but it's okay this week on wingman the thing we love this week is a thing called sports science uh sports Sports science science. sports science which is coming at a perfect time because i don't know if you miss sports jared but oh boy do i miss sports um yeah because we've definitely the science is still here but the, the sports not so much I think you could argue the science is missing too. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the science is still there, but I think people are watching it the same way they're watching the sports right about now. Right, which is anything could happen. Any, yeah. Anything could happen. But what is this science of sports? Tell me more, Mr. JT. So sports science originally was a TV show hosted by none other than John Brankus, which is a great hockey last name, Brankus, even though I don't think he played hockey. Just sounds like a hockey name. Uh, So ESPN originally aired it on September 30th of 2007. Uh, It was like a full-blown show for like a full like two years, Uh, ran until 2009. Uh, It has since become a vignette of sorts for SportsCenter. So they will do these break-in little segments where they're usually no more than a minute or two minutes long. 
where they will basically just break down a very specific action or thing in sports scientifically. Uh, the show itself uh, was actually filmed in an airport hangar in L.A., um, and so if you look at some of the older episodes, it was wild because they had like this huge like space and all this really cool technology. Uh, the technology was always run by Dr. Cynthia Burr, who's the professor of biomedical engineering at the at Wayne State. Um, so they did like really neat like biometric stuff where like people are always hooked up to like tons of machines and running and they've got masks on and there's all kinds of like weird cloaking devices, but not like Harry Potter. I don't know why I said cloaking devices. Uh, but it, they always had some sort of like interesting output, right? Well, that, um, sounds, that sounds like science to me. It like, listen, if it's not science, it definitely played science on TV for sure. And, and I will say this of the now apparently two shows filmed in airport hangars that are actually related to science. The other one being Mythbusters. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm noticing a trend here and I think I'm liking the trend. <laughs> that airport hangars are for, for science? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I think I think one of our future top fives needs to be top five shows filmed in airport hangars. Well, I got my one and two for sure. I got, I got two. We'll see how we do with that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, given given the context, uh, where do we find these clips today? Where do where do our, our fanatic fan base? That sounded terrible. Um, where do they go to find such wonderfulness? You goes to the used tubes. Uh, Ooh, I likes me the used tubes. It's all over the used tubes. It's a lot of YouTube clips. So the one that we link to, I think, has forty something. But if you want to dig deeper, dig deeper. If you go on their Wikipedia, there's a ton of really great stuff there um, that has like the, the different episodes they actually aired, like the long form ones. The thing I like the most about this content, specifically right now, they're like three or four minutes. Like they're not long. Looks so. Like yeah, it's like a perfect snackable amount of content. Um, there's a gaggle of them, like you can find a ton. And Sports Center, obviously, it's ESPN. They do a great job. The production quality is really high, and uh, all the stuff on YouTube looks great. And it goes back like for years. Like you're talking like 13 years of vignettes at this point. So like, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. I, I need to just check in on something that you said because I, I I didn't necessarily know this, but I know it's like a herd of cows and it's like a murder of crows. Are you saying that a lot of YouTube videos is a gaggle? If it wasn't, it is now. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm rolling with it. So you can gaggle eclipse on the YouTube's. Great. Let's uh, let's dive in some more. Should so we, you know uh, what a gaggle actually is, right? Of clips of geese. It's a gaggle of geese. Yeah, I know. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know. I thought maybe I taught if, somebody. If I know that crows come into murder. I certainly know that geese come into gaggle. Listen, being that you're Canadian, I assume you know everything about geese. Oh, just because they're called. <laughs> Never mind. We're not going into the Canada Goose topic. Neither the clothing nor the birds that make all the poop all over the stuff. A gaggle of poop, if you would. Oof, that's a lot of poop. So, Jeremy, I will. Uh, the one that there's one that speaks to me specifically, and it's 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 for a bunch of reasons. Mainly because it's just one of the coolest things ever. But they did a really cool segment on Bruce Lee's one inch punch. Ooh, and it's I like that one. It's good. Yeah. It's good because first of all, like just just the language, one inch punch is a fun thing to say. True, <laughs> uh, and it's even cooler that it's like an actual thing, and to break down the actual science behind it was pretty dope. Awesome. I went a little. Um, uh, I went to a different angle, as I might. I um, they do one about Joey Chestnut eating a lot of hot dogs, and I think if you are committed to learning how to eat fifty hot dogs in ten minutes, this is the science you need. 
Mm. And, and if by the way, not, I think the record, if, if I'm not, I think it's like 70 something in 50 minutes. Yeah. And if you're, if you're not looking for the science behind it, it is gross. <laughs> gross. Terrible. It's so terrible. Gross. Such so a this weird can, thing. This gives us a fun place to play because um, the nice thing about sports and clips and video is, you know, JT, you know what, you know what genre they make a lot of movies about? No, Jer, what? Sports. Do they? It's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's a lot of them. I went checking. Like that sounds exciting. There, there are literally dozens of them. Dozens. Dozens, I say. And <laughs> so, what if this week? What if this week we talk about our top five sports movies? Oh boy, I don't hate that idea. Now. I have to be clear for a moment. I don't mean something like top five inspirational sports movies where you'd be like, I don't know, Miracle, Cool Runnings, Invictus, The Blind Side of the Rookie. Nor do I mean the ridiculous ones like Slapshot, Dodgeball, Blades of Glory, Kingpin Basketball, to- Over the Top, Talladega Nights, and Happy Gilmore. Nor do I even mean the top five movie films where we would go to like Rocky, Raging Bull, Moneyball, Color of Money, or The Hustler, and maybe The Natural. I mean our top five favorite sports movies so you can pick and choose from any of those kind of lists but you know we're what? not talking about those as they were my favorite thing is not one of mine is on anything you just said <laughs> awesome. i so wonder that that, what's crazy is that's not deliberate but when i made my little segmentation lists i had a plan i'm just saying yeah i had a that, plan it worked out very well. Uh, so I'm very excited to do this. But before we do that, we're going to introduce a new segment. So we have this Shawshank mm. rule, which is, you know, like for last week, we said Johnny Cash, right? So if we're doing covers, it's like, okay, that entire album, America 4, is just off the table because anything on there could have been on there. We're not going to do it. But instead of doing that, to like instead of doing that moving forward, we're actually going to talk about it really quick and just sort of say, is there a Shawshank rule here? Now, for those who haven't listened to every second of all of our podcasts, like and you should, you should, and we're, we're we're okay with that. We're not disappointed in you. Uh, I mean, a little. We uh, a little we had <laughs> we we asserted. Um, I don't remember the exact phrasing we used. It was the the the. Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the phrasing we used that established the Shawshank rule. Well, it's just like the Most- it's of it's of course. Was it was it about the most rewatchable? Was it, no, it was it was um, re, it was rewatch it was rewatchables, and we were doing right, like you know right, what's what's okay. like your favorite like on TV that you would continue watching, and it was like yes, Shawshank, thank is, you. of course, there Shawshank is the winner of that. If Shawshank is on, you got to watch the Shawshank. So right. now that extends to all things. So what is the the of course this is in everybody's favorite sports movies list. So so now again, this is a new segment. It's unprepped in the sense of we don't know what each other's Shawshank pick might be. And the only way are we established that the rules are to be a Shawshank pick. We both both, we must both pick it. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you like to go first on your submission for the Shawshank rule for favorite sports movie? Yeah. And, and I do have one because the one caveat is there might not be one. Um, but right, in this right, one, in, in this one, I do think there is one specifically, and it's not even, I think that it's such a great movie, but I just think it's one that like will always hit lists is it's right. Rudy. It's Rudy. Like Rudy for ah. me. Is here. Oh. Now, now to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, Rudy's in my list, but it would not be my Shawshank pick. 
Ooh, interesting. My Shawshank pick actually is, and I'll explain it in a moment, is Field of Dreams. Because oh. it's one of those, it's not actually really a good movie. Um, like, I, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings by that, in that it's it's very fun. It, it, it's, it's a good movie. It's not a good film. But um, it's uh, it's crowd-pleasing in so many ways with the with so many of the different emotional hooks it uses that to me it felt like it's on the list sort of because it has to whereas rudy i think is actually a phenomenal sports movie and so i don't know what to do with this what do we do now um i think i'm i'm happy i'm happy to acquiesce to field of dreams because that is a very good one it's 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 such a crowd pleaser i i barely even make it about sports like it's just barely a sports movie to me I, I hear I, I'm I'm nodding along. Yeah, so so I'll I'll agree that like if we agree that that is a sports movie, which of course it is because the field is literally a baseball field. So uh, I think that that I'm fine with that. And I'm sorry I stepped on Rudy, but I really thought that that one just feels like the. If you ask anyone what their top five favorite sport movies are, I feel like there's an eighty percent chance somebody goes Rudy is one of them. It's a, it's it's a it's a fair call. Like, I don't know how to dispute because we haven't done the polling, but. Um... I think <laughs> call Nate I, Silver. We, you know, we can also we're going to have to evolve the Shawshank rule as we go. Uh, we could also possibly put in two things at the same time. We could say they're both in there. Um, interestingly, by the way, since since you went there, Field of Dreams actually also made another one of my little lists, which is great movies about sports, but aren't really sports movies. So that I had Field of Dreams. I also had Any Given Sunday. I also had I Tanya and a few others in that kind of a list. Just saying, as I was working up to this, it's not like I put any thought into the category whatsoever. Zero thought. Zero thought. Zero. And still haven't touched anything on my list yet. I'm happy to report. <laughs> That's cool. I got more. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> All right. So let's put, we'll say that the, the Shawshank for this week is officially Field of Dreams. And uh, I think you should, I mean, unless you're going to go in order, you should probably start. And I feel like Rudy might be where you need to start. Let's go with Rudy. All over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. I, 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 again, my list is never in a one, two, five order. It's just in, these are my current top five. Uh, Rudy's up there for a lot of reasons. I've always enjoyed the movie. I really like Sean Astin. I've liked him since the Goonies and, and he's, you know, Samwise to me in so many ways. Uh, (laughs) so I geek out on, on just, on just that part of it. I've loved the music. It's one of those. And actually, I think all of my picks music is probably a, a recurring theme. But the score to Rudy, the, the, the actual soundtrack to it is one of those I put on when I need some focus music. It's like a, it's like a happy, high energy kind of score to me. But the story is just so great. And such a just a tale of perseverance, as well as family dynamics, as well as, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of like, a, a fairness aspect of life um and the performances are great i i can't i can't speak enough i actually have a a, a a bit of a weird theory around rudy which is if you watch rudy and don't choke back a tear in some way at some time you might just be a sociopath mm-hmm. now again that might be an extreme reaction because not everybody has to like all the movies but man, if Rudy does not hit you in the feels and entertain and give you that sports goodness, I don't know what's going to. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also love Rudy because it's uh, it's it's like fat and doughy and young John Favreau before he was gutter, <laughs> which is fun. 
Um, it's an incredible Charles Dutton performance, which is great. Uh, also, like, it's just like there's a whole I think there's probably like an entire grouping of people who are Notre Dame fans potentially because of that movie. Interesting. I, you know, and by the way, you brought up Charles Dutton and thank you because I'd forgotten that. Uh, it, it would it would make my why wasn't he in more of the movie question. I felt his character was great. He obviously did a great performance at it. Uh, it, it's almost the one character that like, it feels like we might've missed a few scenes on the cutting board floor or something because he doesn't really do much. Right. Yeah. But he's also like the most outside of Rudy. He's the single most important person in that film. Right. right no, agreed. It's like, I, what I'm saying is I kind of wanted a little bit more screen time with him. Um, I probably could have taken a bit of that and a little less, maybe some of the brother family father yeah. dynamic. Um, I think I think that we're probably agreeing on like I don't even remember the character name, but super important. Yeah. And by the way, fun bit of trivia: a friend of mine in town uh, was one of the producers on the movie. No so, kidding. Yeah, that's Thanks, really dumb. Dan. His name was Fortune, by the way. All right. Thanks, Dan. I'm giving. I'm I'm dropping a note to my buddy Dan. Hey, thanks, All right, Dan. What's your number? What's What's your first on your list, sir? All right, number one again. Not in not in any specific order. There's probably a little bit of an order here, but not. It's not like hyper specific. Uh, I'm going to go, I think, a little bit of a wild card. I'm going to go 10 cup, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, he, here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. Let me here's tell you the thing. thing. Here's the thing. Tell me a thing. Okay. You're playing friends, like you're playing golf with your friends the other day. Yeah. And so, like, so this is the thing. Like, 1996, like, you know, Tiger Woods is, like, just starting to sort of be a thing. Also keep in mind that, like, this is another iconic golf movie comes out this year iconic golf movie 1996 um yep. i'm gonna go with that's gotta be happy gilmore happy gilmore yes right so this movie is basically if happy gilmore was made with better and more established actors and more sports but not quite as much comedy and it's basically the same film right don johnson don johnson plays shooter mcgavin and don johnson's the best right uh, instead of having the weirdo sidekick who's like a homeless guy, you've got Cheech Marin, who's Cheech Marin's like the best. Like this is just a better, this is like a better, more adult version of Happy Gilmore. And it also has, if you if you even know anything about golf, one of the most iconic scenes, potentially of all time, when he's trying to hit the green on the par five and he just keeps hitting it. Like he just keeps trying to hit it. It's such a classic, classic sports scene. Um, I just, I can't get enough of it, man. I love Tin Cup. All that's in my head right now is how much I wish that Happy Gilmore had used uh, Cheech Marin for the, for the, for the caddy role also. And it actually was like the same character and how amazing that would be in some bizarre world. That would be, that would be great. I think um, it's, it's funny that you picked that because interestingly, Tin Cup is actually one of my least favorite sports movies and when i had my little list of like sports movies that i want to like but just can't it's it's pretty high in that list i i totally get it like i i totally understand why that would be the case i just think it's like it literally is it was just like it was an adult sort of version of happy gilmore it had renee russo at a time like her and costner like it just i it's one of those things where i just really liked it man it made me kind of like like golf a little bit there's like three or four just ultimately classic very sport scenes of him like only using like breaking every club in his bag and only using the seven iron trying to right. get to the par five that he thought was reachable that wasn't 
um, you know, getting the shanks. Like there's just a bunch of really great little like sport nuggets in that movie. And if you're a golf fan, it's like, it's one of the only ones you can really point to. So other like, what are you going to say? Legend of Bagger Vance? Like, come on, Tin Cup. Nice. Uh, where I- I'm going to let you pick my next one of my list. You can either go more Costner or more golf. Which would you Ooh. choose? Well, now I want to go more golf, just in case you say Legends of Bagger Vance. <laughs> and for my next pick, the legend Caddyshack. Caddyshack, yeah. It's Caddyshack. O M G, Caddyshack. It's yeah. it's technically in the. It's not really a sports movie, except for like that last scene at the very end. But it's so good. It's fully rewatchable. Holds up. I will watch it anytime, anywhere. I will quote endlessly from this movie. Um, I would say its pop culture impact is possibly as high as any sports movie might be. Ooh, I can't give it the number one call spot for that. That would be another good list. Um, yeah. But it's Caddyshack's great. Interestingly, by the way, when it came out, it was panned by the critics. Panned. Well, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Roddy Dangerfield gets no respect. Um, I think the thing with, like so Caddyshack I love it and I've obviously seen it but also like I'm just of the generation where Happy Gilmore was my Caddyshack no I know that's that's one of those topics that's a whole thing right to if you were brought up on Caddyshack then Happy Gilmore is a fun movie that's just not quite as good as Caddyshack whereas if you were brought up on the pacing and speed and style of Happy Gilmore Caddyshack is like that movie you were supposed to like and a lot of the jokes land, but a lot of them don't. And right. you know, Chevy Chase isn't as big a deal for you as he is for like, for me, this is again, like Fletch or the guy who's saying, you can call me Al in a great <laughs> role. Right. So right. I, I don't have enough good words about, about the movie. And I think this is a perfect example of how our, our small little generation gap shows the, what you were exposed to at what stage in life massively impacts like your signature uh, uh, favorites. Yeah, it's just long enough. And and to be honest, if it, I think if it wasn't for the resurgence of Bill Murray in popular culture, I think there's a whole generation that wouldn't even know it existed. Which, which is very sad. Which would be very sad because Bill Murray is the best. He's Bill Murray. Especially, um, it's, like, it's like a Cinderella story. So you really got to see it. Cinderella story. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, it's, uh, it is good. Like, obviously, no, anybody who would argue that Caddyshack doesn't belong on this list is, is weird. Like, it's, I, I, I had sort of told myself I would try not to quote most of these movies, most of this episode. So I'm, 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 I'm letting myself down a little bit, but it's, I, I can't resist. You have to. Sometimes All you right. have to. What do you got for number two? Number two, um, and now for something completely different. So this is a highly rewatchable movie for me. Um, it's sort of, it is a, it's a sports movie for sure. It's kind of like a family sports movie, but, um, came out in 2000, right in the wheelhouse of when I would have cared the most about it. I'm sure there's a little bit of that. Also Denzel Washington's the best. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Like made my, made, made one of my other little lists I got here. It's a good choice, sir. Yeah. So the thing with this is like, what makes a good sports movie, right? Like genuine sports action, check. Tons of conflict, checked. Conflict resolution, check. Uh, baby Ryan Gosling, check. Literally baby Hayden Pettiter, check, check. Um, it's just like, it's like, you know, it's, it was a moment in time. Like there, that, that particular period of time is, is very covered in sports movies. Like every sport sort of has that time frame covered, right? 
Um, and I just you think mean this one the was... early two thousands era. Remember the Titans coach Carter Glory Road series of movies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. right in there. <laughs> um, specifically, though, desegregation is what I actually. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, but of of all of those, like this one is just it's incredibly well acted. Uh, it's really well put together. It's just, and there's no holes. Like there aren't any specific holes. Even though like it, even though if you just introduce that to someone who knows a little bit about how movies are made, you're gonna know every beat before it happens. And it's still a great. It's still a great watch every time. I agree. I think my only beef with this movie at all is how much they fictionalize the true story. The yeah, there's a there's a the, lot uh, of not real. Yeah, the the true story being in a nutshell that. Um, without any spoilers about what, where the movie itself goes, the two teams that they merged for this story were both actually the top two teams in their respective divisions pre-merger. So right. the um, overcoming obstacles component might be a little uh, dramatized. Yeah, there's there was a lot of like factual inaccuracies, but like again, you know, I'm I'm fine with creative license when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, it, it proves the point and most people won't do the research. So it's better that people learn. <laughs> but uh, by the way, also like great cast. Um, that's a, that's definitely a solid fun movie. Yeah. Big fan. All right. What's yours? Let's uh, go. Since I already yeah. teased it, I'm going to do the other half of my options to you, sir, which was uh, Mr. Mr. Cardboard cutout. Um, oh, not to me, but uh, Kevin Costner in uh, Bull Durham. Um Bull Durham, which again, you could easily arguably put on that list of not really that much about the baseball. Um, the it, It's really almost a rom-com set as a sports movie in a weird way or a dramatic rom-com. I don't know how many genres we can attach to this one uh, other than like thriller, but it's greatly cast. A young Tim Robbins in a role that like, I think he might've been born for that role. His combi- com- combination of half goofy, half super serious dummy. Like he's so great in that part. And the, the romance works well. I think the, the, the time period of it works well. The pacing is just so nice. It's one of those paced at a level. Like I, I they don't make movies like this anymore, right? Everything's a lot faster now, which is fine. And I get it. Uh, but this this sort of takes you back to that era it's trying to take you back to in a really convincing way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even like, I agree. First of all, obviously great movie. Um, I think it's, this also like oddly stands up pretty well. Like, yeah. like even though the obviously like cars, technology and all that stuff, but like they managed, like that wasn't enough of the storyline that like you can watch this today and it's not unwatchable because of how old it is. I mean, this was like gotta be in the eighties, right? Like late eighties. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to guess a year, I would I would peg Bull Durham at 1990. Um, that would be my my year pick for this movie. Uh, there is a bit of trivia about Mr. Costner in this role, in that he did it back to back from Field of Dreams, which I want to peg at 89. I could be wrong on those two. Um, the he originally was reluctant to do the the two movies. There's there's issues of being typecast in Hollywood. It was still new in his career. Didn't want to do the um, What's the Mary Poppins lady? You know, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews. Andrews. She did those two movies back to back, was worried about getting typecast. And then of course did 10 uh, with uh, Arthur Moore, which is a great movie. Um, uh, The thing was he got the script and basically was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to do this movie because it was that good. (laughs) And so he did. And then managed to not get typecast 
Uh, although there was something about it in Tin Cup that I wish I knew offhand. If I had known you were, you would go there. Ah, I'm, I'm remissing. There's there's more there's more storytelling in uh, the story of Kevin Costner in sports movies, but we'll have to come back to that at a future date. We will. Number three. Uh, I'm going to stick with baseball, um, but I'm going to go into what I think is one of the penultimate, like real down and dirty sports movies. Like it's a sports movie that they basically made other things about. Like they tried to find other ways to make it not just a, a boring sports movie, which can you guess? Do you have a guess? I have a guess. What's your guess? My guess is you're going with Sandlot. I'm not, but I love Sandlot. Oh, I wish I thought of Sandlot. Oh, oh man, I love Sandlot. It's I forgot. Quotability. It didn't, it didn't. Yeah. It, it made. It was. It's in there with. It's in there for me with Caddyshack, Major League, and a few others as far as most quotable sports movies. Yeah. See that I was gonna say Sandlot, especially timing for me. That movie was my like. It was me and my friends. It reminds me of friends. Oh, Sandlot's so good. No, I was gonna go with Moneyball. Oh, great like, choice. Like Moneyball is just like a legit sports movie. I love Moneyball for a number of reasons. So first of all, obviously, like it's a great cast. Um, Brad Pitt was absolutely epic in this. Um, baby Chris Pratt. I love me a baby Chris Pratt before he was really Chris Pratt. Um, I prefer Fat Jonah Hill, and I'm fine being on record saying that. I like Fat Jonah. Um, I think this was cool because as a sports fan, like it just felt really behind the scenes. Like it felt like you were getting a glimpse into a world that you otherwise didn't. And like, you know, remember the Titans and and all the other ones that I think that we've said to this point, it wasn't like I'm learning about the game. It was like, oh, this is a, the sports are happening in this movie. I like this movie was very specifically about the sport. (laughs) Like, like it was about what this team did, how they restructured it, obviously completely changed the game of baseball, um, which is just sort of neat. Uh, the two last things on this one. So fun fact, uh, they didn't have a budget to go to all the stadiums. So they literally just dressed up Dodger Stadium as eight different stadiums when they filmed, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, I didn't and know that. Lastly, on a sadder note, but also just because he played in this, like devastated that Philip Seymour Hoffman left us because he was without question, in my opinion, the best actor of this generation. And I don't think it's close. And like even his like, Fifth, he was like fifth or sixth listed. Like he just played the coach. It was meant even it's like all the things he didn't do in this role made that role, like made that particular part so impactful in the movie. Like just his fit, like he has so many non-speaking scenes in this that like he emotes more without speaking than so many people do while speaking. He was just such a treasure, man. What he's incredible. I I agree. In fact, it's making me think like, I want to go take a quick look. Are there, is he one of those rare actors and there are not many. John Cazale is probably the top of the list who have never made a bad movie. He was in um, a long Cape Holly. All right. Well, so much for that. <laughs> but, uh, I, have, I have a disdain for Ben Stiller, mutant offspring of yeah. comic geniuses. So that, that's his only downside. But in fairness, he was a, he played a child actor in that movie and he was hilarious. So, you know, right. what, maybe maybe he's redeemable in what otherwise was pretty bummer. All right. All right. What's your next one? I'm going to I'm going to take us to my my least sports movie of my sports movie list and I I have to say I think this is on the edge but but it it's going to fit uh it's from the 80s like I actually like the guessing thing maybe that should be a part of this whole thing we give a couple of little things it's from the 80s um it's had sequels it's been remade or rebooted or whatever we're calling things these days the cast was a bunch of unknowns who 
never really made it that far outside this movie franchise. And it's not a team sport. Do you have a guess, sir? Ooh, you, I thought I did until you said not a team sport. And now I have absolutely no idea. What were you going to guess? Well, I, I was, I was going to go like Bad News Bears because there's been a bunch of those and it was like a bunch of outside of Walter Matthau, like nobody in that movie was anybody. Well, and Jackie um, Hurley. Uh, Jackie, Jackie, Hurl, Jackie Earl Haley. Sorry. Right. But isn't that, wouldn't, wasn't that the thing that made Jackie Earl Haley a thing? Yeah, but then he went and did a few things. Anyhow, it it was a um, it was not. By the way, Bad News Bears is from the seventies, and if you rewatch it, it does not hold up in any way whatsoever. Oh, no, it's, it's brutal. I was going to fight you on having it on your list, but I was I just that's the only one I could think of. All right, so what's a what's a, what's a non team sport? Karate Kid. Oh, this is not a sport. <laughs> Karate Kid's a sports movie. There's a tournament, and and he and he has to go through things, and there's a montage, and and he overcomes obstacles, and he has a teacher who takes him under his wing. That, sir, is a sports movie. And if you go find someone who does the karate and say that they don't perform a sport, I think first of all, you're going to get your butt kicked. But second of all, some people will have words. Fair. I'm not going to take you up on, I'm not going to go ask because you're right about the bucket. You get sweatier than you do in golf. No, I, that's not true. Not if you're walking, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> wow. You're definitely getting sweatier trying to do the karate. Oh, I don't do the karate. Okay. So karate kid. Okay. So Ralph Macchio, uh, what was Pat's real name? I, I forget his full name. Pat. No, don't tell his real name. His name wasn't Pat. Mr. Miyagi's actual name. Pat Morita. That's it. Yeah, thank you. And I think his real name is, I believe it's Norisake. I believe that's his uh, actual name. Okay. I mean, this is a classic. The mom. mom, I mean, Elizabeth Shue did some other stuff. By the way, Adventures in Babysitting, great movie. But... um, Ralph Macchio, fun fact, in the first Karate Kid movie, Ralph Macchio was 20 years old. And by the time they did the third, he was 30. Oh, my gosh. You go look at this guy. He still looks like he's 17. He still does look like he's 17. That's true. It's just yeah. good genes. It, listen, it's a great flick. And I, I'll, 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 retract my, I'll retract my it's not a sports movie statement. I, your, your points are valid and well-made. It's sports. It's definitely <laughs> fringe. It's definitely fringe sports. But I'll give you sports. I, I say if it's got a tournament, that's almost enough to make it count. So is what about finding Bobby Fisher then? Some will say chess is a sport. And had I thought about that, searching for Bobby Fisher would make my list in a heartbeat, sir. <laughs> I'm thinking sir a lot today. I noticed that. Oh, I love searching for Bobby Fisher. Oh, my Great gosh. Flash. Yeah, yeah, it's really Not good. Weight skin? Heck mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, do I need to talk about The Karate Kid? Or can we just say that's a, just a that's just a fun old movie that people like? I mean, I think everybody gets it. Like if, if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't know the karate kid, you're on the wrong podcast. Like this is like karate kids, karate kid. It's, I think right. it stands alone. Uh, okay. I'm going to stay in the eighties. Uh, I'm going to go to a team sport. It also became a reboot and franchise thing. Um, it did, it had people who were relatively well-known, but they became significantly more well-known after this. It also has one of the weirdest, let's just replace a, a stars and not talk about it. And when they went from the first to the second one, do you have a guess? 
Uh, I was leaning. Well, I'm going to stay with it. Uh, could it be? Oh, wait. Is it Major League? It's Major League. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say Mighty Ducks. Um, but oh, which, which, by the way, honorable mention for me, almost made the list. Absolutely love Mighty Ducks. It made me love hockey when I was a kid. I played hockey because of it. Uh, but just there was other stuff I wanted to put on here. Yeah, so Major League. So there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of things about Major League, right? First of all, so came out in 89. I'm not going to defend why it's a great movie. Everybody knows. Uh, Charlie Sheen like supposedly took steroids for this role, which makes me absolutely so happy. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, another random Renee Russo. Charlie Sheen name. took a drug for something? Listen, maybe, just maybe, that it was Major League that got him into the Tiger Blood world. We'll never know. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Um, it was, so there's the, the main reason for this one, I think there's a certain amount of nostalgia, like the volume of curse words in this movie when I was a kid and I got to watch it was so exciting. Like it was just a whole nother level of cursing that wasn't on other stuff that I watched, but it was a baseball movie. So I think my mom kind of let me get away with it. Um, I agree that this is like on the, on quotable movies, Dude, Bob Euchre in this movie, the the volume, if if there was a pitch count for how many times I say just a bit outside throughout oh, the year, the phrase. it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. Too high. Just, yeah. Just, I all, when, he, when he gives up and just says, call the game yourself, everything about this is just, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a great 80s flick. It's a great cast. Uh, and I love it. And I, I don't feel like I need to defend why Major League would make this list. It's a great flick. Fair enough. I, I don't argue at all. It's it's in multiple of my lists and uh, Joe Boo rocks. Yeah. So leaning out into my fifth choice here. Now I have to make a quick disclaimer because we didn't really talk about this and I rattled off a bunch of stuff at the beginning. But uh, there are a couple of movies that, that sort of also hit that Shawshank-ish stage. Uh, and I'm going to specifically call out Rocky and Raging Bull mm-hmm. as absolutely phenomenal, like probably better than every other movie we've talked about but the topic of du jour is favorite and favorite to me really impro- implies rewatchability and implies like a certain like deep-seated love and passion for a movie and so i respect the filmmaking and the storytelling behind movies like those so so much uh but at the end of the day if for example i had to choose you know, channel one is Rocky, channel two is Caddyshack. I'm going to Caddyshack. So that's a bit of sort of the, I, I just wanted that out there because I know by now there's going to be some, like this is sports movies. So this is making people angry, right? We're, we are, we are entertaining, but we might be angering folks at the same time. I'm so um, my honorable mention movie, and it's only honorable, didn't I pulled it out of my list because I mentioned it to you before is uh, Breaking Away. Uh, the, the bicycling movie uh, from the late seventies, which by the way, star stars uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Um, oh. Yeah, look at that. And the young Dennis Quaid from the Rookie that we didn't talk about, but also is just a fun little movie. Love um, the Rookie, great, great flick. Yeah. Uh, so with those with those aside, with those all aside, number one um, or final entry in my list would be Hoosiers. Mm. Uh, it's just. Gene Hackman in his most Gene Hackmanist role. Uh, I will say the sub romantic plot with Barbara Hershey is a little, just a little unnecessary, but this movie, as most sports movies do transcends into another genre. And this genre, I think for me is, is sort of like small town relationship living. And so I do think that some of those aspects of the story need to be there. I just, I just don't 
their kissing is one of the most awkward, awkward moments in a sports kiss ever thing that happens in movies. But Gene Hackman as the coach of these like ragtag kids and that work ethic, you know, you won't have a miracle without a Hoosiers, right? Like you don't have these things without each other. And so Hoosiers is really to me that cornerstone, um, overcoming obstacles, perseverance, discipline, and, and, and family in a way uh, kind of story. So Hoosiers for the win for me. I mean, what can be said? Hoosiers is a classic. It's an absolute classic. Um, By the way, this, the same sound, the same score writer, soundtrack composer as Rudy, funny enough. Oh, really? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, how are you now? Cool. Hey. Um, so, yeah, I so actually that's going to dovetail. I don't have any, like, I have no commentary. Hoosiers is a great movie. Like, it's a it's a classic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an archetype. Like, that literally is an archetype for so many other movies. So much so that I think it might have been the archetype for my number one. Uh, so this, maybe it's generational again. I don't know. Um, this one I think is probably a deep cut. I don't think it would make it on a whole lot of top five lists for me. Also, just before, since you got to, my honorable mention is Mighty Ducks. Like, I adore <laughs> Mighty Ducks. And if it was just like a little bit better of an actual movie, I probably would have slid that in instead of Tin Cup. But it's not actually a good movie. It's a kid movie that's fun. Whereas Tin Cup has like a couple of like actually like as far as like, again, pacing, like acting, like it's just a better film. <laughs> like Absolutely. Uh, that being said, my number one, and it might actually be my number one, is Blue Chips. Did oh. you even see Blue Chips? Whenever it came out, I saw it and that's the last I've seen of it. So Not Blue because Chips- I don't, I, I honestly just don't, I, it, it didn't make an impact on me. So tell me more. I want to hear more. So Blue Chips is very Hoosiers-esque, right? So came out in 1994 right. about a small college that's trying to make it in, in you know, NCAA Division I, um, way ahead of its time in talking about how corrupt the booster system was, how bad college basketball had gotten, like how these kids were really kind of being taken advantage of, how the education, like it had a lot of like political commentary but it was a basketball movie, man. Like Bobby Knight's in it. Nick Nolte. So first of all, Nick Nolte energy is a totally thing. Nick Nolte's crazy. <laughs> like, and he's the perfect, I'm a crazy basketball coach. He actually shadowed Bobby Knight for the entire 1994 season before this happened. Before really? he filmed for this to like get in to figure it out. He wrote a 200 page autobiography about the coach that he was playing to like get into character and figure out who this guy was. Um, also, they have like some really cool nods to just like historical folks. Like Bob Cousy's in this movie, which is really cool. There's actually a really brilliant scene where Bob Cousy is uh, in the script that just said, just shoot free throws. And you and Nick Nolte will just sort of like play. They'll just shoot free throws back and forth together. And that's wow. what the script said. And then what happened is Bobby Cousy didn't miss in the entire, like he just kept, dra- and he's like in his late 60s. And he's just draining like, free throws. And it made Nick Nolte actually ad-libbed. And he's like, what's in his crazy voice? What's going on here? Like, it's actually like a cool little moment in the movie where they both break and they kept it in. But the main reason that this makes my number one is because it actually had impact in actual sport. Oh. So in this movie in 1994, so Penny Hardaway, Anthony Hardaway was an incoming, he was in, he was going into the NBA draft next year. So he filmed it in 93. Shaq is on the Only Under Magic in 1994. Shaquille O'Neal is in this movie as well. Shaquille O'Neal, while filming this movie, 
is so impressed with Penny Hardaway and has so much chemistry with him that he literally goes to the front office in Orlando and goes, get this kid. You need to move your pit, like figure it out, move, move up in the draft, get him. He's our guy. And it, it genuinely like they did, like they made a bunch of trades to get to the number one pick. They get Penny Hardaway and then Penny and Shaq have this like meteoric rise together. Unfortunately, Penny got hurt, has a really sad career, but like, like it changed the landscape of that. And it's part of Shaquille O'Neal's story and Shaquille O'Neal's story is a really big one in the NBA. So like, this just is like, it, it also basketball was like a big thing for me. Like it's just, it hits all, it hits all the check marks. Um, it's again, it's a really cool movie. It's very basketball heavy. Like they have a lot of really cool scenes of like, you know, how it works out. And they did a pretty good job. I actually think it's a highly, it's like a very underrated movie. They really weaved a couple good storylines in here that were all like, heartwarming but not over the top like they never had the gene hackman kiss scene um which was was kind of a good thing which is for the best which is for the best so yeah i'm gonna go out on a on a on on one i don't think makes many lists but i'd like to make an argument that more people should probably watch it and be like oh wow this movie was actually ahead of its time for a lot of reasons sounds good i'll give that i'm up for checking that out again uh by the way i I also had some other predictions for where you were going to go um once Now, one again was a stretch of the definition of category, so I was pretty confident it wouldn't make the cut, but that was rounders. Thought about I, it. Yeah, I, I figured you would. But I've got one that just kind of I'm I'm I either think you blanked or you deliberately left it off and haven't talked about it at all. Uh, but it's a movie that I believe is one of your favorites, is hands down in the sports genre. We've talked about it a couple of times before. Also stars Gene Hackman. <laughs> the replacements. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> you like um, that movie I, a lot. I do genuinely really enjoy that movie, and I'm not sorry about it. But I'm not gonna. I like it's a great rewatchable movie. I would never put it in the pantheon of, of sports movie of great ah, sports movies, though. <laughs> fair enough. All I right. I would I would go with any given Sunday before I ever put that because it's like it is a sports movie, but it's more just like it's a TNT movie. Man. I, 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 by the way, I actually had a friend of mine text me and be like, how can you be that staunch for the replacements? I'm like, I stand by my pick. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got to stand by your picks. I mean, look, I, I even thought about things like I thought about like Days of Thunder. Um I don't love Chariots of Fire enough to make it in. I respect it. They're, they're, I mean, this this is a category that the category alone is worth discussion. Uh, we could relist things about a hundred ways over. Yeah, pretty pretty sure. Oh well, pretty and the sure. thing is, I struggled like, and, and like obviously you know this because I've been I was working on my list when we started. Like I was still actively trying to figure out what my list was going to be when we hit the record button for this, because I have the same as you. I have all these subcategories. Like there's a difference between great sport movie about sport, great funny sport movie, like afternoon sport. Like, you know, I could like, I could, and, and there's ones we did barely even talked about with the exception of your, your listing of stuff in the beginning. Like, you know, Talladega Nights is like a hilarious movie and it is about sports and it's a funny movie about a sport that doesn't get a lot of stuff. Rush is a great actual movie, Mm. right? Like that's a really good film. Like I actually really enjoy that film and I love racing. So like that might, like, I want to put that in here, but like what I, what I tried to do this list on is, I played if then, right? Like, like if, so if this is on, then this, so that's actually not if then, but it was like either or. It's like, if this is on and this is on, which one am I watching? And these are the five where I was like, okay, 
I'd struggle with these five. Tin Cup is, is the lightest on this list. I could very easily watch something other than Tin Cup if it's on here. But I also wanted to slide a golf movie in that wasn't Caddyshack because I was like 100% sure you were going to have Caddyshack. <laughs> that was a pretty easy one for me. Yeah, for I'm sure. I also, by the way, when I was thinking about Rocky, I was also like, well, you know, Rocky Four has got a little nostalgic place in my heart just because the age I was when I saw it. And Creed was amazing. But when you put Rocky and Raging Bull back in the list, does Creed, I mean, Creed barely a third, you know? See, it's funny. I would put Raging Bull first in those three. I think Creed's better than Rocky. Interesting. I think it's a better movie. Like it I understand be. that it it can't. Ex- I understand it doesn't exist without Rocky, but like it's a better movie. Uh, I also had my um, I had my like movies most many people probably haven't watched, but absolutely should sports movies. Where Breaking Away was like the number one on that list, but yeah. also like Invictus is a good good example where lots of people haven't seen it. That's yeah. a solid solid movie, you know, it, it dude. And I'll give you like. So a weird one that I had, which I, I didn't. So have you ever seen Green Street Hooligans? No. So it's Elijah Wood and like, like a young Charlie Hunnam long before he was ever in um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. And it's not really about soccer. It's about the hooligan lifestyle, but like the actual hooligan lifestyle. It's a brilliant hmm. movie. Like it's it's like it's not an all time favorite movie of mine, but like it is a really, really beautifully written, beautifully put together, incredibly paced, incredibly filmed movie, very dark. It's very heavy. Um, but like that, I, I had that written down. I'm like, I mean, do I make a play for this? But then again, it was like, yeah, but if, if that's on our major league, I'm watching major league every time. <laughs> like, right. Right. Um, gosh, I want, like, I want to talk about this forever, but we shouldn't. We should uh, we, well, we'll just have to what, do sports movies part two at some point later. I was going to say, I, I have a funny feeling there will be at least four returns to this probably because there's so many different ways to, to, to hack at this. But for the time being, let's, uh, let's, let's start to wrap it up. Uh, Jared, what was your favorite thing on Wingman this week? Uh, I have a tie in the runner-up category, and they're both the techie ones. Uh, if you didn't watch Bill, Bill Hader as the Terminator, as, T, as T-1000, nor the the future of Snapchat. Uh, they're both short. The Snapchat one's, by the way, a minute fifteen, and they're both really, really cool in the sense that they are going to show you what's coming as far as like this is video of the of the now, not not just mm. the future. Um, and and they're cool demos. But my favorite was uh, the 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 Max Rope trick. Oh, really? I, I love that trick. It's one of the few. I nerd out on magic stuff sometimes. I don't want to know how he does it. It's like, it's, I just like watching it. I think I've watched it four times this week. I sent it to everybody who doesn't subscribe to the newsletter. So that, that I love that trick. That's great. Um, so I also, Snapchat was my uh, sort of like secondary, like, yeah, like holler at, holler at that. That's like an honorable mention. Uh, I hated the T1000 thing. Too creepy. Didn't like it. It's too good. <laughs> so creepy. That one's almost too good. Like I'm, I'm all for all of like the face swapping stuff. It's very funny, and like there's a lot of very like hilarious examples of it. That one creeped me out. I'm like, nope, that's too deep a fake. I don't like it. So, and just remember, that was done by amateurs. I know I don't like that. Yeah. That's why I didn't like it. That specifically was the reason. I'm like, nope, I'm I'm I pass hard pass. Uh, my favorite one this week. Uh, I'm also going to lean into the tech thing, dude. The Tesla coils making music is never a thing. I'm not going to like. I'm just never going to not like that. I'm always going to like that. 
Like it just made me so happy. I was like, yeah, I like that you did. Like, I like that you chose Toto. I like that I get to watch, watch music happen is really cool. I also, as I, as we mentioned in the newsletter, like some real sorcerer's apprentice vibe, like I really (laughs) kind of digged it. I was just like, yeah, I'm totally into this. It makes me, it, it brings me joy. This is fun. Which brought you more joy, Toto on Tesla coils or AHA on a laundry machine? AHA on a laundry machine. Okay. Only because I understand how the Tesla thing happened. I have so many questions as how they figured out they could do that thing with the, like with how they figured out the laundry machine could do AHA. So many questions. Fair enough. All right, Jer, what are you excited for this week, bud? Well, as I mentioned, it's going to be raining in this coming week, which probably means we're going to do a jigsaw puzzle. And I got to say, I like jigsaw puzzles and I feel so awkward trying to do them in the summer because it's so indoorsy. But, you know, I'm, I'm itching for one. So I'll take uh, I'll take the jigsaw puzzle next week. How about you? Yeah, I, I am. Um, I, I recently had a friend who has got me thinking about poker a lot. And so mm. I think I might. I might go on a small let's let's play some poker spree. I think that might be my thing. That might be my new thing for the next. Well, week. well, if you do, you know, just 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 let me know. Like, I I might I might be interested in such a thing. Yeah, we might uh, that that might happen. Maybe we'll do a wingman poker tournament. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we could do it for charity, maybe. Ooh, ooh, things for real charity. Time, real time brainstorming. I love that. I love that. Well, JT, I got to say, it has been a real delight this week. This was, this was just fun because we got to both kind of, we, this was one of those times we both knew a lot about the topic and I just really, really enjoyed, I, I think, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm going to make the comment. Part of what got us back to doing this was JT and I riffing on things like sports movies a few months ago, actually on the last time I had traveled anywhere. And, uh, and that's been in my head ever since. So it was fun to really like dive in deeper this time. So, uh, yeah, you have a great week, my friend. Hey, you too, Jeremy. Thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. Mm-hmm.